When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Filling in for Tom, I'm Dave Schrader, along with... Co-host Catherine Brandt. <laughs> Alex Brandt-Bernard Rasmussen. Mike Molina. Andy Brandt-Bernard. Ellie Nick. And Doug Sprinthal. Doug Sprinthal from Walzer.com. What's going on, sir? Well, for those of you that weren't tuned in for the first hour, and shame on you, by the way, unless you were having some sort of a surgical procedure. Yes. I wanted to recap our recent uh, Stuff to Slay promotion we did with Channel 5 Television in conjunction with the Minneapolis and St. Paul Police Federation. Our customers, our employees, and people in the public <laughs> donated over 2,000 toys to this and $20,000 in cash. So it was a huge smash success. It was very moving. I really feel sorry for the people that had to... How would you like to have to wrap 2,000 Christmas presents? I don't like to wrap yeah. three Christmas and a lot presents. Of more, a lot would, of more bears that don't wrap terribly well. I'd be well. lazy and put them in a bag. Yes. yes. That's, no, I'd Christmas be lazy bag. and put the cash in an envelope. Bag in a bow. Here you go. Can people still donate? Or is it closed? Uh, no. Um, it's, okay. It is closed, okay. sadly enough, but... Doug, how do people that are in need, how do they reach out to organizations like this? Do That's you know? a really good question. This, They asked us to do this, and we said, yeah, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give it a shot, not really realizing what a big deal it was. But apparently the police are the one that hand them out, and I don't know if they go into the communities and 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 just give the toys away. It's a really good question, and I'll need to find that out so I look like I have half a brain anyway. Thanks for humiliating me. <laughs> no, it's not humiliation. It's, it's Merry right. Christmas. We'll get that answer next week when you're sitting in <laughs> with right. me, right? Let me, let me make a note. Yes, please. And, and remember, if you're gonna if you're going to go out there and you're going to uh, buy vehicles, support organizations like this that go back and give to the community and do an amazing job. You guys raise so much money, so many fantastic toys for uh, for this uh, drive. Thank you so much for doing that. I will, and we don't talk about it this very often, but we have a the Walzer has a foundation. We donate annually five percent pre tax. <laughs> profits every year to local charities been doing it for 25 years that's great that's why you have to support them check it out at walzer.com michael bryant brad sean bryant what's the latest well basically we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap well what's interesting to me is you know a lot of people have fear of attorneys makes them very uncomfortable they get nervous about it what should i do i've known michael for years and years now and i would highly recommend you so that should be good enough for everybody because i don't endorse people 
who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. It's about to You know, you're getting coal in your stocking for recommending this, Brinthal, right? That's a great song. you got to listen to the whole thing. Have you ever got coal in your stocking? That will come for Christmas. No, but I've got a couple of kids that almost did a few years I've in a row. I've got coal. Did like you really? Actual yeah. real coal. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize coal was so shiny. It is. It's Anthrac- very shiny. Anthracite coal, yeah, it's very, <laughs> very shiny. Very shiny. You, you find uh, the upside of everything, don't you? No, Nick? I thought it was shiny. I, I liked it. I'm like, this is cool. It is. <laughs> I remember one year I put something in your stockings. It was called coal, but it was like yeah. candy yeah, or something. Can- yeah, I remember so that. So you can buy that. If you, if you want to give them a little scare, mm. you can find that My stuff, nephew was you know? six. I just totally messed with him. I took a, a pair of socks, put them inside a box, inside a box. Inside, <laughs> and the final box was like a refrigerator box. <laughs> It took him 20 minutes to unwrap it. And then he comes and he goes, it sucks. See, that's oh better. God. Like, in the fraternity, we did Secret Santa. And one year, these two guys that hated each other. I mean, it's like a house of 75 guys. So the chances of them winding up together was just... Virtually 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So then one guy is just like, hey, I hate this guy so much, he went out and found dog turds and put it in a box. Oh and God. then we had to go through all the gifts. It took forever. It took about two hours, and finally, of course, he was at the bottom because it was just random. You pick a name out of a hat, get to the bottom, you're like, "Man, what is that smell? It just reeks in here." Hot dog turds. Sure enough, opens up the box. He had this elaborate bow and everything, and it's just like, "Oh." Should have put yeah. it on a catapult of some sort. That's so funny. A friend of mine used to have a holiday party every year in a cookie exchange, and you were supposed to bring a gift. And this one person, who is she's very wealthy she would always steal somebody else's that she liked sure so one year hmm. the woman that host hosted did the same thing she got dog poop and put like some <laughs> cotton balls around it so it looked like an ornament and open. man i'm glad <laughs> i do not hang out in your social yeah. circles totally deserved it though i think Holy i still God. have my coal do you really? I think I kept it, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you this. Uh, three years ago, the Easter Bunny did not show up. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Then my children uh, raced downstairs to find their baskets, and there was nothing there. And what I was did they sitting do? there sipping coffee with my dad, and they're like, Dad, where's Easter Bunny? I go, oh, Easter Bunny's just like Santa, only shows up when kids are good. And they just stopped in their tracks, and they're like, what? And I said, how many warnings do you have to take before you realize they're eventually going to get to the point where you just don't matter? 
And their eyes are, my daughter comes up and she goes, is Jesus mad at me? And I go, <laughs> and of course, being the good father, I There's looked at her and said, $70,000 worth of psychotherapy. Yeah, I, I said, probably. And uh, we had a conversation, <laughs> but you know what? Uh, they were a lot nicer the month leading up to every holiday now. Oh, you got you got yeah. two good months then. Did you cave in and give him candy? No. You didn't cave really? in? No. Yeah. I would have totally caved in. I had to try. <laughs> I had, yeah, but you know what? You had, you had two. I yeah. had six that didn't like to listen. Yeah, so, you got to play zone. You can't so, do man-to-man with once six a, kids. Once in a while, you you know, yeah, the you, best offense is a good defense. By a long shot. So I just had to let the, the Easter Bunny be the heavy in this case. Yeah. And that's the, you know. A lesson was but they learned, did figure Catherine. it out eventually that you were just a mean dad. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. still blame it on the Easter Bunny. See, when I was a kid, we took care of Santa Claus. We always laid out a little round table with ginger snaps and a shot of bourbon on there. So oh. Santa was always really nice to us. No wonder he's so jolly. Yeah. Yeah. How many shots of bourbon before Santa's fallen off rooftops? And it was always gone the next day. Really? Yeah. That's amazing stuff. The uh, Let's read this real quickly. We've got a little... Uh, Criminal news, and then we'll talk. Speaking criminal of criminal news, news we've got uh, L.A. Nick. She hoped the stunt would be a viral hit. Instead, it's likely to land Mona Lisa Perez behind bars. The 20-year-old Minnesota woman has pled guilty to second-degree manslaughter after fatally shooting her boyfriend, Pedro Ruiz, through a hardcover book the pair believed that would uh, stop a bullet on June 26th. Oh, I remember that. It was a, and I'm not a gun guy, but it, I recall it being a 50 caliber Desert Eagle or it something wasn't Desert like Eagle. that. Let's find out. Yeah, it says a plea agreement reached Friday, yet to, uh, yet to be approved by a judge, would see Perez spend 180 days behind bars in 30-day increments. They, got, they, have, kid, they have young kids. Man. Okay. Well, what that? Right, murder is murder. If but, but no, no, it he wasn't told murder. her to do it, though. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's okay, Nick. If I told you stand up and stab Doug in the head, that doesn't mean you should do it book. and get away with it. But right. it was kind of an innocent. Do like, this piece of paper. Yeah. Let's do, yeah. let's do let's this. Let's see just how posh these tissues really are. <laughs> Give it a good. Because believe it or not, most handguns will not penetrate a phone book. But a desert really? eagle. But a desert eagle will. Yeah, they didn't understand. <laughs> well, and, wouldn't you test out your theory before yeah. you did it? And Nick people has, were not very smart. Nick has the intelligence yes. to know that if he stabbed Doug, he would kill him. Yeah, this, like, this, this person was like, "Oh, it'll be funny." But I told him to do it, Alex. It should be okay in the law. But he doesn't. Well, no, no, but the, he the, is right. aware that that isn't a good reason to right, do the something. The thing was, most guns can't penetrate a phone book, so we're like, "Let's do this; it'll go viral." Mm. But, but they used ha- the wrong gun. But to have that kind of gun, <laughs> wouldn't they know better? I mean, you would sure think if you owned a Desert Eagle, yeah, you would know. Yeah, it's not a standard gun. You must have it because it's going to go through things. I'm yes. sure it was her dad's what? gun or something. Is a Desert Eagle a pistol? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, the biggest, big. it's the largest pistol caliber, you can so buy. Because it's a half inch in diameter. They say the bullet uh, fired from a handgun went through a book and into Ruiz's chest in an accident recorded by two cameras. Perez said she'd only agreed to the stunt meant for YouTube after Ruiz showed her another book. <laughs> oh, so here you go, Catherine. He had shown her another book that had stopped the bullet. Mm. Perez is to be officially sentenced in February, reports the uh, New York Times, noting she could have faced up to 10 years in prison and a $20,000 fine if she was convicted at trial. Ruiz's relatives, who previously express, uh, expressed support for Perez, reportedly approve of the agreement. Well, it seems to me that this is an accidental homicide. That's right. That's yeah, it's not too. an intentional. Yeah. That's why Which it's is a why she got, she got six months and 30 days. Yeah. But why she would even get jail time, I'm not Do you really know there sure. is tattoo shops that because you could go and get shot 
right here. Yeah. They shoot you right here. Because it looks cool. With a 9mm. Yeah. So you could say that you have been shot. Um, Wait, what? Yes. Yep. yes. There are tattoo shops that will yeah. shoot you. Yes. So you yes. can be like, hey, check out my bullet wound. Tim, yeah. this sounds ridiculous. Let's go in. I want to see him do it to you and see what it looks like. <laughs> uh, no, no. Well, I, I, don't busy. Any, I don't know if there's any in Minnesota, but I know they exist in Los Angeles and New York. Well, Tim, sounds now like we know. Sounds like, Miami. Let's open yeah. up a, a bullet tattoo <laughs> shop. That's got to be good for business. What are people are dumb? Just get some oh, angry people, people that want to shoot people Why do you and want open to shoot? up a shop. Well, there's people right now. They're, it, Perfect. Have you seen this, Alex? For... Um, these vegans have met and they're doing this and i don't know andy if you can pull up the story no 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 listen to this though they're they're meeting for animals which i'm all i'm all for that but they're being branded to show the cruelty to animals they're they're slat they're in like bikinis and little short shorts and they're sprayed with blood and then they're branding them to okay. to make a statement. See, vegans are mentally Whatever. ill. Yeah, I, vegans vegetarians are, are fine. They need, they need a little Thank meat. You. Vegans are crazy. I'm glad the vegetarians. Uh, oh, yeah. No, seriously, I'm part of this Facebook group for like crunchy mom people, like crunchy granola hippie okay. dippy All people. Right. Uh-huh. And you die in a residence. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I posted a question. I was like, I'm a vegetarian. Um, I think I might want to start giving my daughter, who's 18 month old, months old, meat, but I'm not comfortable cooking meat. We don't cook meat at home. My husband could do it, but he's not home. He doesn't get home until we have to start eating pretty much all during the week, blah, blah, blah. That's what Slim Jims are for. And I, <laughs> and I almost said at the bottom, please, no vegans respond. <laughs> Well, it's like, what I are they going to know about? Because they, oh, they would lose their mind. were just like, why would you feed your daughter yep. meat? If you don't eat meat, that's a horrible idea. And um, there's no reason that you should give anyone meat ever. Because I said in the thing, yeah. I understand that meat has nutritional value to it. And somebody was like, what nutritional value does meat have? And I'm like... A lot of it. Like, look it up. Catherine, <laughs> Catherine, your daughter needs a hug. She's getting wound up right well, no. now. no. Vegans make me really mad because oh, they're, they're just like crazy people. Yeah, I don't know why. And I, I was being like attacked by these vegans and I'm like, I have a I'd, question. Uh, yes, Doug. Are you surprised that that was the response? No, that's why I almost said, please yeah. no vegans oh, respond. Almost I almost said it, I said it but I didn't. Because like I was like, I don't want to get... like Blazing Saddles when he says, where are the white women at? Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's yeah. so, so are vegans and vegetarians kind of like lesbians and gays they're kind of in the same genre but they're no. totally against each other oh well, well, no, yeah like, i get what you mean more like right. irish, the gays and more lesbians like irish are like and yeah. scottish there's a drop <laughs> yeah it is like it's, it's wow. like it's like um well no kids if you if you know a lot of gay people they'll tell you that they do not get along well with the lesbians and lesbians do not get it's along true. with gay I've men i've heard this it's many weird. times oh it's like you're all playing on the no, same team what's I, going on i just Vegans are just very sensational. Like, there's this um, documentary. There will be reruns next week, apparently. Yeah. Donald Trump there. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of the gays. Oh no, there's this documentary out right now called What the Health. It was released sure. on Amazon, and it's like a pro-vegan movie. Sure. And people are watching it, and it's horrifying them because they're like, sugar isn't what causes heart problems. It's cheese, and chicken is horrible for you, and salmon will kill you, and all this salmon. stuff. And Yeah, 
And people watch it and they're like, oh my gosh, I have to be a vegan now because it's so one-sided, sensational, ridiculous. Yeah, that's... Yeah, those yeah. are some words that I never a... like hearing. I just watched a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then it's going to be somebody's just all wound up Although, about something. Salmon, I think. Salmon and, and seafood is not going to be something anybody's going to want to eat soon. With all the Fukushima runoff and the mercury that's building up in the oceans... I don't know that it's going to be safe. Look at how many people are dealing with mercury poisoning, and they went from eating meats to just fish. Yeah. And now that's killing them. Well, mercury poisoning is mostly a concern with tuna. Tuna, salmon for some well. reason, salmon it's don't big, absorb bigger, as much. The bigger the fish, the, bigger the, the more fish. mercury yeah. you have to worry about. Like and salmon I, are sword fish huge. are bad yeah. because, yeah. But you can still eat other fish, too, that have mercury in them. Like when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to eat whale. Oh no! For that reason, how about seal and seal? Okay, I no. never knew that. <laughs> Dolphin only, only if you club them yourself. Dolphin, you're supposed to avoid. Yeah, but uh, salmon, I I Whooping would say crane, that bald it, eagle. If you can, how about a polar bear that had just oh dropped God. dead because the ice is yeah, gone? I only eat this. I only eat suicidal animals, and I feel better about it. Lemmings, Actually, lemmings, if you, lemmings, that is a. If you eat a polar bear's liver, you'll die of vitamin A poisoning. Yeah. I don't want to do that. And you said I knew too many weird facts. <laughs> oh no, this Andy knows a lot. Yeah, a Andy lot is, of crazy yeah, you know, weird you facts. know, entertainment and and music. So facts. Andy and I would be like the He's perfect Jeopardy got, pair. Yeah, exactly. We should go you on one be, of these stump yes. the nerd show. And the two <laughs> you guys should be on Cash it. Cab. You should get in the cab oh, together. Yeah, yes. Definitely. Except for both of us Perfect. don't like cabs or people, so that wouldn't work. So, Andy, but Andy but hey, that guy a, seems nice. Or, or lesbians, apparently. He's in town. Andy's a pharmaceutical expert. Anything, That's true. Anything true. science. Mm-hmm. True. That's true. Yeah, that is Andy. the kind of thing I like to read about. Yeah. Science and pharmaceutical. I've got entertainment and uh, history mm-hmm. and uh, like dad. stupid information. <laughs> Ghosts. Ghosts. Paranormal. We've got it covered. I yeah. think just in the two of us, we yeah. could oh, presidency 2020. I'm just saying, Andy, let's throw it out there. <laughs> we'll put your name behind it because Bernard's much bigger than Schrader. Yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Speaking of maybe random not. facts, <laughs> here are a few random facts for you. There's one current NBA team that's won every NBA final it's ever played in. What is that team? Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Wow. It's pretty uh pretty <laughs> easy one even for six and oh. Yeah. I was gonna give All the right. others a try. I kinda figured yeah, you'd Yeah, Molina's know that one. gotta get in the yeah. cab for the sport. Yeah. Like those everything about sports. Well Chicago get, Bulls is with your I mean, luck you'd end up with a sports even question. I would have <laughs> Andy and I are killing and they're like, here's the final for two point eight million dollars. What was the nickname of the Mets in 1957? Uh, what? The Metrosexuals? The Mets were not even a team until right. 1952. Who said Thank the Is that you? Yes. <laughs> That's a thing. It's a real name. I know what it is. I'm just 53% of all flags here. in the world have blue in them. Do you know why they have blue in them? The ocean? No. True blue. Nothing oh. to do with, I don't know. When uh, in oh, in I art, blue answer. was always the most Easy. expensive pigment, so that's why the, like uh, the, the Mother stuff. Mary yep. is mm-hmm. always represented in blue. Mm-hmm. The royalty was always in blue, so it was blue was a, a significant royal kind of prestige color. Well, I suppose it's yep. like think of things in nature that you could make blue pigment out of. There aren't a whole lot. Actually, indigo you blueberries. can make a lot of blues. It blueberries pur- is kind purple of purple was the one that purples. was really tough oh. and that was reserved for the Royalty, church. Yeah. For a church. Today well, it's red and gold are the most expensive paint you can buy for a car. Gold makes sense. Red yeah, cool. makes less sense. Red's the most expensive paint you can buy for automotive paint. Why? Red and gold. Why? Because it's in such demand? Just Tell the pigment. Doug. 
Just to, How about that paint that changes making, colors no matter what angle you're yeah, on? Cool Pearlescent? Paint. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Pearlescent yeah. paint is... Uh, that's got to be it's, quite... Uh, oh, it's, it's expensive. expensive. And that's a technique that they use. And magic. It's, I think it's black magic. Just, just a, a, a gallon of PPG automotive paint is 680 bucks just for a gallon of paint. Wow. And that's just the paint. And I could drink that in like half a week. <laughs> that's not the catalyst or anything. That's just the paint. You must be so proud, Catherine. I am. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll come back with more dumb random facts. And Ellie, Nick, uh, with some stories, what's going on in the Minneapolis area. We'll talk about that when we return. I'm Dave Schrader filling in on the Tom Bernard Show. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your MyPillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Have a Kung Fu Christmas. I'll just sing it. <laughs> That's great. We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Uh, talking about some dumb random facts for the day. All right, uh, let's, ladies, what do you think? The biggest delivery day in Domino's pizza history. It wasn't a Super Bowl, so I'll give you that. I was going to say Super Bowl. Right, you would think Super Bowls. What would be the biggest delivery day in Domino's pizza history? Well, hold on. I want the ladies to try this one. The just... day before Thanksgiving. Well, it's it's a day in history. Yeah, not... it is a day. Oh, one singular one, day. Yes, magical day. I don't have a clue. Oh. I have no idea. Yeah, there's a lot of like good even... answers. Like o- the OJ Child Day. OJ Child Day. What do you think, Doug? The day they legalized pot in Denver, Colorado. Oh, uh, that's my guess. Always thinking, you stoners. uh, It was the day of the O.J. Simpson Bronco. Yes! Yes! The day of the O.J. Simpson Bronco chase. Yeah, because most people, nobody left their television all day. Really? Yes, it was the highest range of television. Or or were they trying to call Domino's to see if you could see the Domino (laughs) car pass O.J. on the highway to deliver your pizza? Dan said that they brought a TV into his classroom to watch the Bronco chase. Yes. insane. The only two things that he came close was 9-11 and there was one other one but the Bronco chase everybody watched TV. What's crazy about that is the NBA finals were going on and they interrupted live coverage of the finals and put it in the picture in picture (laughs) people in Houston and New York were just like where'd the game go? It was a big deal. Wasn't he driving like 45 miles an hour on the freeway? (laughs) Well Colin was. was, And then he was in the back where they waiting for the flash because they thought he was going to kill himself right? He had a gun and he was threatening himself. And the only way Alex and I know about this is Uh because we watched the OJ show. I was just thinking about that last night I was like that was such a good show. I just remember that was your birthday. I was living in Los Angeles watching it live and it was on all day. It never stopped. Yeah. How long was he in that Oh, that went for Bronco. hours and hours. Yeah. It was. It was like an entire day, wasn't entire it? entire day, yes. Yes. Until they, he ran they, out. He disappeared. Yes. They couldn't find him. Then he went to his house. It, it just kept going. Why would you go back to your own house if you're on the run? Well, he wasn't literally he on wasn't the run. He wasn't really on the run. They then he was parked him. in the driveway for when a long time. When you have cops and... surrounding you, following you, you're kind of on the run yeah. at that point. Well, Isn't that officially the run? Supposedly, he was just uh, so upset. Mentally and, ill. Yes, that he... 
Yeah. yeah. He's waiting for Bob Kardashian to call him back. You know what? You haven't heard, <laughs> you haven't heard much about it since he got let out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long will that last? You yeah. get 86 from a bar yeah. in, in Vegas on his first day or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Do you think he'll move back to Miami? Wasn't he in Miami? I think he is. He's in Florida. No, Central Florida. Oh, he's in Central Florida. Ron Goldman's going back after him. Can't afford the beachfront properties anymore. He has to be near family by law. Oh. He has to have a support group. Oh, I didn't know he had family in Central Florida. Yeah, he has kids there. Oh. Really, his kids are still supportive. His kids are very supportive. Really? Yes. I thought that show made it seem like they were not. No. Well, he has other kids. That, that had nothing to do with Nicole Brown, right? Mm. Yeah, his kids are very supportive. Oh, they're, I think okay. they're, they're in the Orlando area. Oh, okay. Orlando? Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. Is that in Florida? That's right near <laughs> Miami. Or, yeah. Orlando. Uh, here's a, well, this makes sense. A new study ranked all 50 states from the best drivers to the worst using five criteria. Accidents, speeding tickets, DUIs, citations, and deaths. The 10 states with the best drivers, what do you think those would end up being? Not Minnesota. I would bet that they're New Hampshire, s- states that have a lot of cities in them. I bet the deaths and the bad drivers are all out in the middle of nowhere, like Wyoming and stuff. Yeah. Best drivers, Rhode Island, which is the size well, of a postage stamp. Teensy. So that makes got 82 sense. people. Doug, you guys are good drivers. We're the best. I was going to say something Florida. like Connecticut or something. Florida. Has the best drivers? Well, that's what it's, it's the number uh, two on this list. Have they, no, but, they, they, only they, have, but they only have one road. 95, 95 has like a fatal accident on it every other and every minute. Way, but it's only one highway. I mean, they have, they have that in the turnpike. Well, that yeah. that is true. They've only got the north-south highways. I mean, they only have two highways. They, they yeah. hardly have any east-west yeah. highways. Okay. Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi and Michigan are on the top ten. Uh, Arkansas, Nevada. Nevada's insane. Have you been to Vegas and Reno? People drive like they don't care. They I've fly never driven too, there. As a matter of yeah. fact, I think if they you're speed. crossing against the light, you can be hit and you don't get in trouble for hitting somebody. What? Wow. Seriously. That That's was a cool. couple of years back when I was in Vegas. I started to walk. My buddy grabbed you. He goes, don't do that. He goes, they can hit you here if you're crossing against the light. They can just blow through this intersection and you're going to be the one at fault. I'm like, really? Yeah, is that? I wonder if that's why they have all of these. Have you ever walked on the strip? Tried to walk oh, on the strip? They don't want you to yeah. walk down the strip. No, they've got all these weird escalators up to yes. a bridge that mm-hmm. goes over. Yeah, right. They and do all at all costs stop you from walking down the strip. They don't want you walking. <laughs> I, it's really hard. Well, they want you to go to walk. into a casino. Yeah, they want to bring you into the casino. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah, the and then yeah, and then yeah. they lead you right through a casino. Right. You, you walk through the casino. Did you hear the yeah. psychology of the casinos? Why a lot of them will have mirrors or horribly patterned carpets? Because it's Be- harder to tell how cramped and gross no. they are. <laughs> they don't want. They want most people walk with their eyes down, mm-hmm. looking down, and the carpet is so atrocious it makes you look up, so you see all the la- the flashing lights of the the uh, slot machine, so it draws your attention. Try to get out of MGM Grand. You'll spend all day trying to get out. Caesars yeah. is the worst. <laughs> oh my God! You'll you'll I, never leave. You'll never it's get a out. It's labyrinth. <laughs> when, the ki- out. when the kids were little and they were doing that, you know, Vegas is for families thing for yeah. a little while. Yeah. And we went out with KQ and we brought both of the kids because we were like, oh, there's all these fun things to do. And in Caesars, there did you go, was did you go a, to the Hooker Museum. No, there was there was like one of those. Uh, they have that. Sim- those flight simulator rides. Right. Yeah. You know, we said we, so I thought that it would be fun for the kids, so I walked all the way down there. We went in. I kept trying to get out of Caesars. I was like, "Where is an no, exit? You can't. Where is an exit?" You can't. I finally grabbed some garden. I'm like, "Could you please bring me to a door? I can't get out of here." I 
feeling really stupid. Yeah, no, I can't is. get out. And especially if you get into the shop rotunda areas, you can't figure out which oh, the way to go. The rotunda, I can figure out, but I couldn't figure out the casino part. I was yeah. like, "Get me out!" And well, he, he, find... he's like, "You're not the first person that has asked me that today." Yeah, we well, took our to kids a... out there for spring break, and my youngest stepson, I think it was 12 at the time, and the thing he had, the heart, he's got a huge heart. He'd walk down the sidewalks, and he would not step on the cards with the strippers on oh him so, i mean he looked like he was going through a minefield <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world yeah we go down every year for super bowl my dad and i and uh some of our family will we'll go down there to watch the, the games and uh one year Bad we decided heavily. we like to jump from casino to casino every year to stay at a different place and check them out and we stayed at the tropicana one year one year only how that place is still in existence, I don't understand. I don't think they changed the carpets. I you mean where we go with 32 KQRS every year? That's the one across from like the uh, I've heard pyramid, bad right? things about yeah. the Tropicana. My dad and I are laughing. <laughs> Security guy comes running around the corner. Well, it's just He's like got... it's such a crap hole. Is well, what they I'm just saying. did a full makeover, though. This was 15 years ago. Yeah, but they did just do a makeover. Right. They just did a full makeover. I know, I'm saying Tom this was 15 years ago. days to be off. This was 15 years ago, so maybe it's changed on that. But No, it hasn't. Security guys come around the corner. They've got the cart with all the money in it. It looked like um, like Laurel and Hardy. The one guy, well, Barney Fife and Hardy is what it looked like. The one guy was super scrawny and baggy outfit. The other guy was 900 pounds puffing like he had just run a marathon walking behind this. My dad looks at me and looks at the cart and he goes, this is our chance. Yeah. He goes, I think we've got a chance to get out of here with that cart of money. So yeah. the chop just did a major makeover. Yeah. It's pretty nice. They, they did, did a pool going underneath the building. It's, it's... Yeah. What? What's so funny? They did? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess the pool's never open <laughs> when we're when we've been there. Well, they did a big makeover though. They did. Yes. <laughs> the that other, is, the that other is states. A fact. This is suddenly a very uncomfortable <laughs> feeling in this room. So let's uh, move on. The other five states: uh, South Dakota, Illinois, West Virginia, and Oklahoma. Yeah, no well, population. Yeah. Right, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Rhode Island. There's yeah. nobody there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then the ten states that are the worst. California's got to be number on there. Number one, yep. California, Minnesota. Mi- yeah. Number yeah. Two. two. I totally believe it. Yeah. One snowflake Hooray. falls and people start dying. I'm from Ow. Chicago. I grew up in Chicago. I come here and it is like the, the people that live here have got Alzheimer's because yeah. anytime, I know. I know. anytime snow falls yeah. yep. or rain, you yeah. either drive 900 miles an hour or right. 8 miles an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's mostly also, the gays yeah. and the lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> We're also the top list. Are they on their way to the blame. Tropicana? Right. I hate that place. <laughs> We're also the top list for worst place to ride a motorcycle is Minnesota. Too. Not surprising. Oh, I bet. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah, well, nobody pays attention in their cars in Minnesota. Plus, you don't the is be... pretty horrible six months out of the year. And oh, also... right. But I'm saying even in good weather, nobody's paying it. Those cars are weaving constantly. Well, also, a lot of people in on motorcycles drive like psychopaths. That is true. I don't. Well, yes. Not everybody, but I mean, <laughs> but I do see a lot of really reckless driving on motorcycles. I see a lot is... of reckless driving, period. Yeah. I'm, well, my, yeah. My, the new thing that I'm seeing all the time is people just not even stopping for four-way stops. They just go right through them. Ooh. They don't even stop. And this is phones. Every day I see people on a phone just, just drifting oh. over lanes. The call, oh, yeah. I don't think, is bad. It's the texting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were driving to Wisconsin from Dan's mom's Christmas family thing. And there was a woman just driving like this with her phone right yeah. in front. I'm yeah. like, what? 
and she was weaving into my lane, oh, and I was day. honking at her, and she was so unaware. And I honked at her like crazy, and she still know. I passed by her, and she's she was probably just... watching something on YouTube. That's probably. when you. That's when you have somebody in your car start filming it, and then post that video onto the police station for the local mm. area on well, their website. That's when you get in front of her and you slam on your brakes. Well, that seems a lot more <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> than, yeah, if I, I didn't know. have fun in the car, I used to do that. Like yeah. when people would tailgate oh. me, I would slam my brakes on really quickly. And then but it's not forward. just other drivers because I walk everywhere and man, you got to really be paying attention. I mean, even if you have the right of way, whether it be a stop sign, a You're light, right. You're right. Right. They don't nobody care. pays oh attention. Nope. Well, is there anything worse than trying to maneuver through the state fair? Yes. God. Driving on the U campus ever. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Yes. What? Yes. Oh, the man. F. You're just gonna d- uh, maybe can die. Can you say that? Yeah. Yes. I can. Dickey Town and Stadium Village are it's, probably two of the worst places. Wow. Yes. I feel it's like terrible. I'm gonna have a panic attack and then die every single time I go <laughs> yeah. drive wow. anywhere Alex, near the U. Alex, you keep hitting an octave that I'm pretty sure is causing whales to be <laughs> How do you hit a note that I'm high? That was amazing. Passionate about <laughs> yeah. safe driving. The, old, the, older, the older you get, the worse it seems. Oh, probably. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know, like, well, you, notice. you know better. Because yeah. you're not on your phone music. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I seriously, I, I think I took a count one time fly, uh, driving from my house in Golden Valley down Highway 100 and out uh, 494 to St. Paul. I think I counted 300 people sitting uh, texting or talking on their cell phones. I don't no know. Way How that dangerous you were you that and you were watching and that, isn't, and that isn't like checking out every single car. It's just people that were passing me or traffic was slowed down. Oh, okay. I was just like, there's so many people that are on their phone. And I don't know what the penalty is for it in oh, Minnesota. Is it actually it's illegal to be on the phone? Absolutely. You can talk on the phone in Minnesota. <coughs> but oh, if you're can, ca- can't I got it's a $145 illegal. No, I don't, I don't ticket think it is hands in free. I'm pretty Cloud. sure it's hands-free. Yeah, because I just got a ticket in St. Cloud for just having my phone in my hand. Yeah, it's hands-free. Oh, really? It's yeah. hands-free talking only. So. Well, it's Oops. also illegal here to drink and drive, but you can get 50 DUIs and no one's going to care. So yeah. Well, I told you when I was in uh, my last jury duty thing, about 60% of the field was removed because they all rose raised their hands for the have you ever had a DUI? Yep. What? Really? Minnesota does not care about and DUIs. I don't know if, I don't, Are you kidding? And they said they were going to check. They said, don't say that you had a DUI to get out of jury duty because we will check your record. Oh, so oh, all I have to do it. is get a DUI? Yeah. <laughs> I'm right on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Andy. No, Andy, you just have to be... $10,000, probably. You just have to Take be grade, yeah. a like, lunatic hippie person like me, and then you get kicked off. In- I'd pay $10,000 to get out of jury duty forever. Wouldn't I didn't have to pay anything. The go- don't I let just, the government hear you. They'll yeah. start that program. Yeah, you Please. know, we could just accept money and mm. never have people go to jury duty. <laughs> Interesting yeah. idea. Andy, you talk about the fact, and, and I I would have thought you're over-exaggerating with they, they don't care. I got pulled over in 91 on a checkpoint, Charlie, here in Minnesota. They were pulling over like every third car when that was still okay. Yeah. Fundraiser? And... Uh, they're like, oh, uh, we got to bring you in. There's a warrant out for you. You're two weeks late on a payment. I said, yeah, but I just sent the payment off. And they're like, sure you did. And I said, well, here's the cancel or the check. A I payment can just for show. a it was a, a, a ticket. A, yeah, I'd been okay. in a car accident and I had to pay a monthly stipend to them for this really? car accident. Two weeks and you get a warrant? No, yeah, I was arrested. Huh. I have no record. I get brought in. They put me in a cell. They kept me over the weekend because Winona State was coming to pick me up mm-hmm. on Monday morning. I had, at the time, it was the Anoka County Defender, who's a friend of mine. She couldn't get me out. She goes, I don't know what's going on. I had four drunk drivers that hit things get out within, I think it was a five-hour span you had to be in jail. Mm. And then they could get bailed out. I'm like, I have no record 
There's no reason. I'm two weeks late and a $112 fine. Money, money, money. It was unbelievable. They were like, well, you can get out if you can pay us. You you just owe $1,200. I'm like, I don't have $1,200. It wouldn't take a card or a check. It had to be straight cash to get out. And I had no way to access the cash to get out. (laughs) Well, no. Is this the real story or you do actually do something worse? No, swear to God, hand to the the Lord. Uh, Minnesota takes their getting funds from people very seriously. Yes, they do. Oh, they do. do. The fun part was I had to spend the weekend. My my buddy got me into the uh, uh, high priority part so I didn't have to be in general for the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I was with all the killers. The last day I'm waiting to get out, a fight breaks out. I run up to my cell, slam my door. The cop comes up and he goes, what are you doing? I said, well, according to the handbook. And he goes, hey, this guy read the handbook. <laughs> had a little bit of guy. I'd seen enough movies to know I didn't want to make a mistake and get stuck there, you know, for the rest of my life. No. Uh, all right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, I've got a classic musician joining us here on the Tom Bernard Show. Ugly, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater. Ugly, ugly, ugly Christmas sweater. I got an ugly Christmas sweater. I wear it this time of year. No one sweater is better to help spread good cheer. It may not be high fashion. Welcome back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. It's about time somebody looked at the off-forgotten ugly sweater and created a song about it. This has got to be the first one in history, I think, right? Isn't that what's going on? Jocko uh, is from uh, Sha Na Na, now in his 40th year with Sha Na Na, and he was the first band member to walk on stage greased and ready to rock and roll in 1969. That same year, at age 19, he appeared with the group at the Woodstock Festival. He holds the distinction of performing in both the most successful music documentary ever, Woodstock, and the mega-hit film musical Grease. He also appeared in 97 episodes of the Sha Na Na TV show. Jocko, welcome to the Tom Bernard Show. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Actually, next year will be our 50th year. Wow. If I do the math right, from 1969. 50 Thanks. years. Fantastic. Tom's not here today. I'm filling in. I'm Dave Schrader. Thanks for being here with us, Jocko. Oh. Uh, no, that's fine. It's just letting you know up front. Uh, 50 years in the music industry and business, that's a remarkable moment. Talk, talk to us a little bit about um, Woodstock. What was that like? I mean, now that we can look back, did they have any idea how important this music festival was going to be at that time? You know, I, I don't think so. But as the, as the weekend got on and got longer, I remember somebody had a picture of the New York Times, that big aerial shot of the crowd. They started thinking, yeah, this is something unique, and it surely was, you know, the famous, most famous concert ever, possibly. Now, how did they get the bands in and out of there? Because it looked like there was no way to move, let alone get vehicles there, out. There was. I had a little U-Haul van and stuff. It was only our eighth gig, and uh, we followed Sly Stone's trucks to a back route. They had a sort of one emergency route where they finally got the acts in and out, because at the beginning of this, Thing they only could put on acoustic acts that could, you know, like Richie Havens. But it, it was an extraordinary thing for us. It was only our eighth gig. We were freshmen at, I was a freshman at Columbia University, and they had sort of a Glee Club spinoff, and it became Sha Na Na, and our eighth gig was the Woodstock Festival. And we're actually indebted to Jimi Hendrix, because Jimi was the one who got us the gig. We were playing at a club in Hell's Kitchen, and he bought the producers of uh, Woodstock down, and they booked us instantly, and we got a check for three hundred and fifty dollars that bounced, and we got a dollar to be in the movie. I have a quick question from you. Are you from Massachusetts or Rhode Island? 
Massachusetts. I thought so. Doug Boston, picking up on the good. accent. Pretty good. Well, I was born in Rhode Island. I grew up in Lexington, so I knew, I knew it had to be one of the two. Lexington. Yep. So did my uh, my stepmom lived in Lexington for years. Yeah, we lived there in the '60s when it was actually affordable. Yeah, yeah. Now you've got around the world. You got three hundred and fifty bucks for performing, and the check bounced, and you got paid yeah. one dollar to appear in the movie. Yeah, I got ten cents for that. Wow! But, you know, for an unbound band, this is unbelievable PR. Uh, you know, and actually, Jimmy Jimmy did us a huge favor again. Possibly saved a career. I think they we kept on getting bounced all weekend because the schedule went out the window, and we kept saying, "Come back, come back." So finally, Sunday night, we came back for the last time, and they said, uh, "You know, we don't know." They they went to Hendrix and said. We want you to go on. You know, the stage was thinking there were problems. And Jimmy said, no, my deal was to go on last. And there were some acts who didn't get to play, and they deserve. They've been here all weekend. They deserve to play. So it was very cool of Jimmy. So we went on second to last before Jimi Hendrix Monday morning. Looked like a refugee camp. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, were, were the crowd still hanging in for that? Twice. There was, a, I'd say, about half the crowd. Still but, pretty know, amazing. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah, and and lucky for us, they filmed getting ready to film Hendrix. They filmed at the Hop, which made the film. And that and, uh, uh, was that kind of the the pin in the grenade of your career to really kind of launch you guys. Oh, oh, absolutely! It it, it was you know it was Oscar winning. It was uh, it was everything. And here we have a, and we were very visual too, as well as being musical. So we really jumped off the screen. And, of course, we were so different from everybody else they were looking at. You know, we got leathers and gold lame suits on and pompadour hairdos. I remember those gold jackets. I Because I saw that movie as a 12-year-old, and I was just getting into rock and roll. And you guys came on, and I thought, what in the hell is this? But you were great. Yeah, right. It was really, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was it was an interesting thing and to be involved with that. And then later we were in the Greece film we have six songs on that album more than any other artist and we were in the movie as johnny casino and the gamblers and our, our piano player wrote sandy so and along with a tv show that that ran syndication you know five times a week in some markets for eight years so you, we, we're sort of a strange animal you know we've had gold records but we we don't depend on records you know we we were all about the live show and the other mediums Right, I remember watching the Shanana show growing up in Chicago, and you guys were on. I, I, it was like a crazy time too. It was like late night Saturday or Sunday. Well, it was syndicated. It was actually the first show offered in in syndication that certain way where it, they could the O and O was owned and operated for NBC, got it when they wanted it, and everybody else could put it on where where they got advertising. So in Chicago, it was late night. You know, it worked, worked differently. What do you think was the key to the popularity of that? I mean, music was changing so radically at that time. And, and you guys were this kind of amazing throwback. Was it because there had been such a radical change that there was you guys were filling that niche that, uh, you know, that nobody was, was really playing anymore? Well, yeah, you know, there were all these shows, but nobody was performing them live. And, and all these radio, but not really in, in a live concert. 
And, uh, you know, it's it wasn't that old, you know. It was only rock and roll started in 1955. Rock and roll. Right. Uh, uh, shake, rattle, and roll. I, Joe Turner. But, uh, you know, I just think, look back and, and realize that it, it goes in circles and this is where we started and the music is rich. And, and a guy like Jimi Hendrix, you know, dug it. I mean, and he, he, he came from R&B and doo-wop. He was with the Isley Brothers before he became what we know as Jimi Hendrix. Right. So I, th- I think everybody had a sense of history. And uh, in some ways, it wasn't that far away. You know, it's funny now. I, I really don't call them oldies. People say you go sing an old that. And it, to me, it I put on the, the leather and have an attitude. But, you know, you don't go to, a, like, a Brahms or a Beethoven concert and say, hey, tonight we're going to have an oldie. No, these are these are tonight's program. And the, the same way with delivering 20 great classics of rock and roll and, and other songs from the Grease movie that we do every night. That's fantastic. And what a longevity to, to do that. Obviously, it's because you love what you do and, and you're still behind that type of music, uh, you know, making it, it come alive again. And it's nice because I know around the United States, they started trending away from really kind of classic rock like the 50s and, and early 60s music. And now I'm starting to see a resurgent in, uh, resurgence in a lot of the states where they're reincorporating that. They, they left to like 80s, 90s and today music, but anything prior to the 80s really seemed to fall off the, uh, the radar for, yeah. for terrestrial radio. Yeah, the other night I saw a, a submarine sandwich dancing to Rock Around the Clock by Bill Haley. <laughs> and it's always, it's always an indication to me what the uh, the ad guy, you know, Madison Avenue is, is, is putting on. So, you know, I, I have lived through so many cycles of, of what we call the oldies, or well, heritage, or Americana. But, uh, you know, it's great stuff. You can't beat it. It was a very rich period of songwriting and and record making, you know, with just after Sinatra and Nat King Cole and Tony Bennett, then came this great doo-wop stuff, you know, in the still of the night, Little Darling, etc. So it's sort of it's sort of hard to beat the density of, of great songs that we had in that period, and great songs always come float up back to the top. And you guys, you guys were right there when the Grease. Uh, movie was was starting production. You guys were like a natural fit for that movie. Yeah, they wanted to augment the songs from the play, which you know, some were sort of wimpy. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> the play <laughs> sucks. Broadway, the music in the play Broadway, is horrible. Broadway rock and roll to, to me sometimes gets wimpy. But anyway, right. yeah, uh, you know, they augmented it with us doing rock and roll, uh, rock and roll to see the stay, Hound Dog, Tears on My Pillow, you know, Blue Moon. So it was it was very smart and uh, it was it was just another huge step for us. And did you guys again watching that and being a part of the movie do you do you grasp when you're a part of something that monumental and and that popular how it's going to be or was it just a paycheck for the band and something to do that you you know were No, we knew, we knew Olivia was hot, Travolta was super hot, you know, I think he'd come off of uh, of the fever disco movie he did right i think right. that was right before it so no he was super you know and you know you're making a it was paramount you're making a, a a big film and we knew it and uh it was excited to be in it and it was excited for screaming scott to write sandy you know which he wrote on the set that was quickly written because 
John didn't have any featured songs, and Olivia had some killer songs that are already produced, and she got Grammys for. But Scott wrote, they quickly wrote with Louis St. Louis, they huddled in the corner on the set even, and had it written in a day and had it recorded the next day after that. And three days later, DeVolta was performing the song at the drive-in uh, on the set. So it was, it, was, it was fun and exciting times. Now, you've also got a pretty impressive repertoire for your acting. Uh, what, you've been in uh, Veronica Mars, NYPD Blue, Allie McBeal, The Tiger Woods Story, Herman's Head, Good Advice, 18 Wheels of Justice, The Invisible Man, yeah. Amazing Stories. What's more, uh, what's more fulfilling for you, the music or the acting? Well, it's interesting. I've done a lot of character work, and, of course, they cast me as a, a New Yorker or a Boston guy. Sometimes... Sometimes I'm uh, a cop and sometimes I'm the bad guy. But, no, it's all interesting. You use, you use some of the same tools in your toolbox where you, you know, you, you talk about where you've been, what you're doing. and Like a, a song has a beginning, middle, and end, and so does a play or a film and then how you fit into it. So, you know, it's performance is performance, and they're just, it's just a different medium. You know, I, I grew up in South Philadelphia, and Sha-Na-Na was like a staple in South Philadelphia. Like, we would think that you guys were from Philadelphia. I mean, you were so relevant. South in Philly. Street. You were so relevant in Philadelphia that everybody in Philadelphia pretty much thought that that was a Philadelphia band. Yeah. Well, actually, New York, but guys are from all over the country, so. But my whole life, Sha-Na was a big deal in Philadelphia. I mean, it was like a staple band in cool. Philadelphia. Well, Philly's, Philly's one of your great doo-wop rock and roll cities in the country. And it still is, I think. Oh, sure it is. Absolutely. We've got a couple of minutes left here, Jocko. You've got the new single out, Ugly Christmas Sweater. Uh, what was the uh, the genesis behind coming out with a new tune like well, this? Well, last Christmas I, I wrote the song, you know, right after Christmas. Because I saw this sweater thing, this phenomenon going on. Christmas, <laughs> Ugly Christmas Sweater Party pop-up stores in the mall and, and all this online sales and it you know it's ironic because 15 years ago these these were truly ugly ugly sweaters that were sitting up in the attic and now they're front and center and, and it's it's a big fun deal so i thought we needed an anthem and and i made it a, a good rock and roll with doo-wop background vocals and uh and uh, we're getting a lot of action out of it it's just fun. It ain't Shakespeare. But it's fun. <laughs> Did you ever sway with the band? Did you ever consider trying to to contemporize and do more, you know, disco in the seventies or the kind of uh, uh, electronica pop anthems we did that were going a, we on? Did, we did a little of that, but then you know we decided, you know, people would say, "But that's not Shanana." Right. And then you know we turn a rock and hard place, then we play the original. They go, uh, "We'll cover original the way it was really done," and then they'll go. Well, you know, that's not the original. <laughs> but we, you know, we pride ourselves in presenting a great show, but also sort of getting the music right, you know. And I think people's attitudes really change and performers really change. At first it was, quote, campy, and then they realized it isn't that easy to do this right, you know. You right. don't fill up every bar with noise. You don't have an electronic, you know, drum beat that's, that that isn't on a natural in, instrument, mm. but to do it right, you got to know this music and and uh, love it and respect it. 
That's right. Well, thank you for uh, keeping the legend of rock and roll alive. And the uh, new single is called Ugly Christmas Sweater. Jocko, it's been a pleasure having you on the show with us today. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a great one. Thank you. Stay tuned. We've got more coming your way. I'm Dave Schrader filling in on the Tom Bernard Show.